making a point this morning, Jeremiah Raj, about you know how in the West we have a completely different kind of way we treat women. It just seemed odd to me. Depends what's behind it. Hmm? There's bhava fueling it, then it's no problem. But cultural sensibilities of the Leela, there's no reason to think that they are not they don't have they're not represented in um, in transcendence. So therefore, why not angels? Archangels? Depends on your culture orientation and the way in which Bhagavan has appeared. Bhaktivinotakwa says regarded Gita what is it? Four eight. Pritraya sadhunam vina shayatriduskritam dharma samstapanarte samavami duge duge. He comes again and again. Bhaktivinoda says this does not mean only in India. He comes in other places as an empowered devotee. Shaktivesh. There's two types of Shaktivesh. One is Bhagwan, who appears for a particular purpose to give knowledge, to, to rule, like like Vyas or like uh, Pritu, for example. The other type of Shaktivesh is, is an empowered devotee for a particular purpose. Hmm? So that latter type, he says, also appears outside of India and preaches Dharma according to the culture. Hmm? And because we see some interesting and compelling results in within Islam, in Sufism, in people like Rumi, and in Christianity, people like you know, the different Catholic saints, really. I don't know about those Protestants, but... <laughs> then, you know, you, if you see symptoms of love of God, then you have to adjust and say, well, we have to accommodate that, find a way... So, and then they just, whoa. They just, well, that one is cooked. Symptoms of love of God. Okay, who hasn't had any? Okay, two people raised their hand. Atmananda, come forward. This is the last two, so. Amal Shah. Saw your hand go up. So there's there, there's no reason. Oh. Okay. There's no reason to uh, believe that the cultural sensibilities are not um, represented transcendentally. Indeed, if you think that they're not, what is your alternative? Hmm? Because if you say that all the cultural sensibilities are only such and limitations. Hmm? They don't have representation in transcendence. Then what kind of transcendence do you have? Hmm? What will transcendence be like? Will it be nothing like our present experience? Will it be totally nirvishesh uh, uh, and other cultural sensibilities only filters for, for quality-less absolute? If the absolute, if transcendental, transcendental nature has qualities, what will those qualities be like? In other words, is it, is near, is it near guna or is it, does it have qualities? If it's near guna, that's one thing. 
then you say all the all the cultural sensibilities from which and through which people attain transcendence Indian culture sensibilities, Western cultural sensibilities, and different religious traditions, and so forth, in which they, the argument would be they imagine and project some type of cultural sensibilities into the nature of transcendence. If you say that this is all relative and the absolute is nirguna, well, we don't teach that, that it's nirguna. So it has guna, it has qualities. So what are the qualities? What must it be? That there's some, I mean, you know, we know what the qualities are. Hmm? And this world comes from, from, from that world. From The world comes from Brahman. Hmm? So something, the, the world that comes out of Brahman, the, the, the effect, hmm, has to be in the cause. Hmm? Not, but not with the, with the problems that, that are in the, in, in the effect known as the, as, as the material world. Hmm? So what what will be the nature of the in the qualities of of the of the of, of transcendence? Hmm? So then, because people argue, well, those are just Indian cultural sensibilities, and and, and these are and they want to make for for, for Nirvishesh Brahma. That makes sense. But there's there's every reason to argue that the cultural sensibilities that uh, that one uh, through which in the context of which under the Inspired influence of what Bhaktivinoda was talking about, Avatar, that the descent of Bhagwan in some form, a Shaktivesh Avatar, the transcendence that you cultivate within those cultural sensibilities, that the, 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 they, at the nature of the experience in transcendence, they're represented there. Why not? Krishna says, Jejatamam Papadyante, Tam says, And how many avatars are there? Who knows? Asankhya, uncountable. So uncountable avatars, hmm? yeah. and as they approach me, I reciprocate accordingly. Hmm? So why not? Jesus sloka, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's not the problem, of course, um, is that we don't find uh, other that I'm aware of religious uh, or spiritual traditions with a very detailed explanation of the nature of transcendence. There, there's, I mean, I'm, I was a Catholic boy, so, you know, we had these icons and you're an altar boy, and you've got, you know, there's uh, archangels and so on and so forth, and, and there's the, you know, the paintings on the Sistine Chapel and, you know, what heaven's like and so forth, something like that. Hmm? There's no Shiva there. <laughs> there's no Brahma there and so forth, right? But there's no reason to discredit it altogether. And I say primarily on the basis of the fact that we find, for example, in in Catholicism, some very extraordinary people, hmm? yeah. and uh, and they had different cultural sensibilities. A little wine, um, you know, some meat every now and then, whatever, you know, not slaughterhouses and not breweries, uh, you know, or, or bars, I should say, and. Sports bars and, and, that, and that kind of culture. Hmm? So, philosophically, I think that you have to accommodate, and and in doing so, well, then you have a good reason to posit that the nature of the transcendence, as described by the by the Goswamis, which is very Indian, if you will, that is uh, is is not a that that description is not a cultural limitation. Also, you have to take the fact. 
that the descriptions of Leela, for example, in our tradition, they, they have great power. Hmm? In the very least, they have great power to, uh, to uh, uh, transport one beyond material existence and into, into, a, into a variegated uh, transcendence. Hmm? So even if you wanted to, which we don't, of course, just, just make less of them. And we do in one sense. We say we don't make less of those descriptions. We say the nature of Leela, hmm, the Braj Leela, for example, is what's being described here and much, much more. Because it's, you know, it's very linear. You can only talk about it so much and language is limited and so forth. But we say it's that and more. We don't, we, we don't say it's, it's not that. That's a limitation. That is a limitation. But there's more of the of the same. We're just trying to give you an idea. It's kind of like the the the, the, the table of contents or the outline of the book, something like that. Hmm? And so, and we extend it. So we we are generous. If we and, and of course, what my limited experience is is that it is with the examination of other other faiths, is that the more they become what I would call like experiential and uh, and really spiritual, the closer they come to India. And then you have your Christians who believe in vegetarianism, and, 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 and you know they're not just praying for their daily bread. They, so India is really an interesting place. I mean, and so it's the mother of religion in the world. I think that's arguably, uh, objectively, a, uh, a valid argument to make. It's uh, and it itself is diverse, and Vaishnavism itself is diverse. Vaikuntha is so different from Goloka, the Brajlila in particular. It's just it's a different. It's like the difference between something that's overtly transcendental and something that's ordinary. Therefore, the two leelas are described: Adhoksaja, Aprakrita. Adhoksaja means Adhoksa Jha, A Jha, the whole alphabet. It's like beyond it, hmm? beyond language. You can't. What can you say about it? It's Adhoksa, and A Prakrita means Prakrita means ordinary. A Prakrita, it means it looks very ordinary, but it's not. That A in front, but it's very different. Hmm? But in appearance, very, I mean, Vaikuntha is just completely, you know, you're in a different place. Hmm? So, within Vaishnavism, we have such diversity. There is a continuity, of course, you know, there's a Brahma everywhere, there's a Shiva, and so on and so forth, but, but very different. And the descriptions also of, of, the, of the underlying uh, philosophy, the, the way in which reality is described as very diverse. If you were to hear, for example, the the Balabas philosophy, hmm, you'd think this is he's got it all wrong. Hmm? Or Ramanuja's on so many points. These are different attempts to describe. We like Mahaprabhu's description of Chintibeda Beda. We think that it that it, that it, that it more it's more to the point, it more accurately describes the nature of of, uh, of of reality, hmm? such as our faith, and we can argue objectively um, well along those lines. 
somebody, I, I told a story before, somebody from one of the ISKCON temples had called me because he, he was the president of the temple and he had invited a, an acharya from the Ramanuja Sampradaya to speak at his temple on Janamastami. Hmm. And he got a lot of flack for it from his, his GBC who said finally, okay, we're going to let it go on because you, you've already done it, but never again. Hmm? Um, because he doesn't preach what Prabhupada preaches, or, you know, basically the, the story. So he called me for asking my opinion and so forth. And I thought it was, you know, I said, well, it's a, it's a nice idea. You just tell people this is a different, you know, perspective, valid perspective, Vishnu perspective. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna's Kambiraj makes a very prolonged and, uh, and a good um, argument for two things. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, Krishna's the source of Narayan, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. Hmm? After he's all done, he says, but some people think that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is an avatar of Mahavishnu, and that's not inaccurate. That's another angle of vision. We could, we could look at it like that. Hmm? It's not very flattering, he says, but from our perspective, but, but <laughs> it's an angle of vision. That's a, so we, we were very broad in this way, very accommodating. And, and, you know, and for good reason. We find saints, extraordinary people, hmm? people who are living independent of, of, uh, of the material world, demonstrating by their own life that consciousness is not reducible to matter. Hmm? That by letting go of matter, you, 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 you experience the more, and so forth. So uh, why not... You can't extend it cross-culturally, and we find, as I say, I mean, Islam, I mentioned Sufism. Sufism is really, there's another example of it, though. There's this Islam heading heading east. Hmm? <laughs> That's what it is. And therefore, you find Sufi vegetarians. Islam is not. The Sufis largely are vegetarians. And, and uh, it's basically a mix of Advaita Vedanta and, and Islam. That's what it is. And then and esoteric Christianity will always be sympathetic to so many ideas from Indian spirituality, from Vedanta. You know that famous Catholic fellow, Bede Griffiths? He died, and he lived in India for years. Hmm? And he had a monastery there, and a temple, and Jesus, and Arctic three times a day. <laughs> he just like a, you know... Yeah, so. Hmm. And, you know, outside of maybe Hridayananda and Maharaj, we don't find it going the other way. Did you like Swami Maharaj, Chinjiya Swami, Ramanuja Swami? You met him, yeah. Yeah, he, well, he, his tatma was, he, I mean, you couldn't tell the difference. He told the story, he told the whole era. On John Mastami. Sure. <laughs> So it was like, you know, the whole, the whole thing freaking out about, you know, is he going to say something different from Prabhupada? I mean, if Prabhupada had been listening, I'm sure Prabhupada would have applauded. Sure, yeah. I mean, he has different perspective. They have different perspective on, on Krishna, on Radha. But the story of John Mastami is the story of John Mastami. Of course, there's more to tell than what the Ramanuja will tell, that Krishna is the son of Yashoda. Mm. Not of the not of Deva, okay. That's a that's a whole, you know, very extreme Gaudiya idea and so forth. But 
but yeah, he's, he, I'm sure he's a quite a quite a gentleman and scholar and real spiritual person. So that's a desirable company. Hmm. Yeah, man from Baikuntha. How will the, how will the Vrindavan inhabitants, the Brajabhasis, react if somebody from Vaikuntha comes to to the village? Will they say, "Oh, you're just a Vaidhi Bhakta"? <laughs> no, they'll pay their pranam to him and so forth, honor him, get his darshan. That is the standard of the Vrindavan people. Turn out a piece on each you know the story of that uh, I tell of the one one man had taken sannyas in South India from me, and he was a big man and uh, uh, African American descent, and so right on that this is at the Shingamarsh's ashram in South India, and uh, this is years and years ago, and so I, right after the uh, ceremony it was. The news came that that one of the big acharyas from the Madhva Sampradaya, this is Madhva territory, was in a near nearby village coming to give a darshan. It was a big event. Hmm. These fellows are like picked from 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 birth. Their charts are done, and they're trained as acharyas from childhood and so forth, on up and. Uh, uh, and very, the, the Madhvas are very, very conservative. I mean, they, they only bathe in the rivers, and you know they're like really romantic and out of you know, out of the past, so to speak, and still living in the present. Um, they realize that they have to change that, and there's a couple of them that are trying to like you know deal with the modern world, but mostly they just don't deal with it. So anyway, we thought. Narshingamarsh and I, my godbrother, we let's send we send a couple of representatives. Let's send a new sannyasi. There was a couple of new sannyasis. So, one fellow, Adamana Marsh, he said he came to me and said, "How shall I, you know, what how will I what will I do there? I mean, how will I how should I present myself or and how, what should I think and you know so forth." So I just told him, I said, "You just think that I've come. Uh, a, a man from Vaikuntha has appeared." Before me, just you just think like that. So, so he said, "Okay." So he went, and then and there's throngs of people that came, and everybody wanted you know get the moment of the have the have the have the the glance of love, the blessing from the acharya. He would look at me and bless me, and and uh, and so forth. And so the Maharaj comes, Dhamadar Maharaj comes, and and um, without any calculation or anything, he sees him. He thinks. It's a man from Vaikuntha, and he just falls down and lays himself out, you know, Dandavat Pranam, which is somewhat peculiar to the uh, the Gaudiya tradition. Hmm? And uh, and so it's a little like, whoa. And people just kind of get out of the way, and, you know, and, and what's going on here? And everybody's attention came on to him. Hmm? And, then, and so the Acharya's attention came on him. They're all waiting for him to get up, you know. And he gets up and the Acharya gives him a glance and everybody wanted <laughs> a blessing and so forth. So he followed the, the way of, of the Brajbasis, hmm? how they would respond to, uh, to such a person. Hmm? What'd they have to fear? 
if someone comes and preaches the Vaikuntha conception. Do you think anybody will leave from Golok? <laughs> so I told that president, you should have a temple like that. Huh? Let us hear about Vaikuntha. Interesting, but not our thing. Hmm. Something like that. <laughs> oh, yes. It would be nice if we went there, but we have our, our, our houses and cows and things to do here. We're stuck. Something like that. Hmm. They're stuck in that kind of loving situation, whereas we were speaking this morning from Bhagavad Gita, there are no secrets. Hmm. So, what else? What questions we have tonight? Rajan. I had a question Banu Swami. Was it Banu? Okay. Um, in there, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, Sham Krishna hears the prayers of the neophyte devotee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And responds and interacts in a personal way. Yeah. I didn't say that only a superlative devotee. I said that you have to have superlative prayers <laughs> to bring him, to get his attention. Hmm? So your question, and that's how I was going to answer, Krishna will respond directly to you, but hmm, not if you're not under a superlative devotee. Hmm? Because, for example, Krishna is not different from his name. Am I right? So, if you approach Krishna Nam hmm, and think you will go directly to Krishna without going through his devotee, who's given the blessing for chanting, that means that you will have disregard for the principle of the guru, right? And that is nam-aparad, guru-abhagya, to disregard the guru. Hmm? So, then you will not, you will only get nam-aparad from that. Hmm? It's true that Krishna is independent, the name is independent of, of anything, even Diksha, he can do whatever he wants, but he does it like this. Hmm? Therefore, he teaches that my name is to be chanted. The implication is under the direction of a, of a superlative devotee or through the connection of the, of the Guru Parampara. So you need that connection, and then you can talk to them all. You can talk to Bhakti Vinod, you can talk to Rupa Goswami, there's your whole family. You can pray to all of them. And there are many examples. Bhakti Vinod Thakur wrote a book named 
Bhagavad Arka Marichini Mala. It means um, rays uh, of the uh, like rays of the sun of the Bhagavatam. It's a thousand verses of Srimad Bhagavatam, classic categorized under the three categories of Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojana. Sambandha means like the conceptual orientation. Abhideya means the practice of bhakti, and Prayojana means the goal. So verses falling into each of those categories. This is his book. At the end of the book, he says, that Srupa Damodar appeared to me and told me to write this book. Hmm? Among other things, but this is kind of a strong statement. So... Um, so that's an interesting topic in itself, because of course such acharyas are in the nitya lila, and still they 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 it, they can reciprocate. Hmm? So people think, well, Prabhupada's in the nitya lila, I'll just reciprocate with him. But in some capacity, yes, and to you know, not just anybody either. Hmm? Krishna will listen to anybody, but <laughs> but. Um, it doesn't. It does. I want to say it doesn't do away with the necessity to have good guidance in the present. Hmm? But yeah, you have a direct line. That's that's the, that's the whole idea, of course. If you have one guru, really, then you have many gurus. Hmm? If, in the name of having many gurus, you don't have one guru, you have no guru. And pleasing the Guru Parampara, that will please your Guru. Pleasing your Guru will please the Guru Parampara, but they go both ways. So you have to understand from the very beginning, there's one Guru, but you're getting initiated into a whole plurality of Gurus. Not that you can disregard the Guru that who's, who's given you that opportunity. That would hardly be the case. And as much as that is the case, then you don't have access again. You're violating the whole principle. You have no guru. You don't have you don't have one guru. I mean to say. What else? Uh, my question is not quite so deep, but the pictures that we see and the stories that we hear, like Radharani listening to the bees speaking to her, and we see pictures of the cows and the deer with the peacocks with Krishna. Uh, are those representatives of our wildlife here on this earth, or are there all the animal species also in the world? Somebody asked me a question once. Is there any real sex in Goloka Vrindavan? I said, no, you don't understand. There's no real sex here. So, <laughs> it's the other way around. It's often thought that Rupa Goswami um, borrowed from secular Ras Shastra that describes the arts and theater and poetry and and so forth to use as a vehicle to explain his conception of Vedanta, hmm? and and so you have all these all these terms: Staivavs, uh, Anubavs, uh, Sancharivavs, Priyanarmas. Um, uh, this type of that, you know, all, all the all the names, all the all the, all the categories, uh, different types of lovers and heroes and heroines, and 
different types of ecstasies. This is all in the secular Rasa Shastra. Hmm? And the concept of Rasa is there, that, he- that heightened emotive experience, uh, that one identifies with the, with the dramatic performer or the poem, uh, the, uh, the, the sentiment that's being portrayed there. And so, but he, anyway, that he used this to explain his... It's a unique kind of idea. It's not Ramanuja didn't do that or Madhva. Or, you know, they had a whole different approach. The whole approach of Rupa Goswami is, is an aesthetic approach. From an aesthetic perspective, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. Hmm? Uh, otherwise, he's like Narayan. But aesthetically speaking, in terms of aesthetic rapture, then there's greater potential in relation to Krishna. So he must be supreme is the idea. But anyway, the idea is... Uh, is but Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, he, he said another thing in his commentary on the first verse of Bhagavatam, Tene the different commentaries will identify the Adikavi. Adikavi means the original, light, learned, enlightened one. Tene hmm? Brahma here means that he, he, that he injected spirituality into the original Kavi. Um, it's a description of Bhagwan, of Krishna. Hmm? And so... Um, Yadikavi is Vyas, uh, or it could be thought of as Brahma, hmm? another way to think about it. Um, there are different ways to explain the verse, but Vishnu says he, that the Adikavi is Rupa Goswami. Hmm? So, and, and Bhagavan, Chaitanya infused in him hmm? the, uh, the, the power to, to elaborate on the Leelas, of of the Brajlilas, Brindabaniyam, Rasakeli Vartam, hmm? that had been Guptam, had been lost, the real meaning of them and so forth over time. Hmm? And uh, and he says, So and he says that 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 his explanation of Bhakti Ras, hmm? the secular theorists, they have borrowed from from that. Of course, there's a time factor where the secular theorists are before, but then there's an eter- the eternity. So he's speaking of the timeless uh, perspective. Hmm? That secular Ras Shastra comes from the uh, Bhakti Rasa. Bhakti Rasa is the real Rasa, and the secular Rasa is a vitiated form of that. Hmm? And Krishnas Kavirash makes a nice point. In Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Parthamuni, who's thought to be the you know one of the founders, if not the founder of secular Ras uh, theory in in India, that that he got it wrong on a very important issue. So Muyanti Atsuraya, these are the, the the pious, as they were Bharat and and so forth, who uh, uh, wrote about uh, Rasa, they were bewildered. Hmm? Bhakti rasa, they couldn't quite catch, so they came out with a vitiated form of it. And one of the ways in which it shows up is that in secular Ras Shastra it's said that the in love, in romantic love, the 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 Vishaya Lambana and the Ashraya Lambana, the object of love and the lover, the hero and the heroine, that they enjoy equally. Hmm? 
he said, so, but this is, this is evidence that they don't really understand hmm, rasa, because in the full form of rasa, the original form, they have only a vitiated form. Hmm? This is not the case. And it's so apparent that the supreme hero, the supreme object of love, Krishna, he's bewildered by the measure of Radha's experience that exceeds his in the romantic union of Radha and Krishna. Radha's experience exceeds Krishna's. So, Kaviraj makes a really, it's a beautiful point. He says, they don't know anything about Rasa. Hmm? This is their conclusion. They don't, they don't have any idea. Hmm? As much as Madhurasa is the apex and so forth, and then so there's Radha and Krishna. No, they're not, they're not. If they were enjoying equally, there would be no Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, this is Chaitanya Charitamrita. He's making the case. Uh, that is the whole, they, looking deeply in the Krishna Lila, that's what we find. Radha's experience it way exceeds. And Chaitanya, Krishna's trying to experience that as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and it's, he's having problems. His teeth are chattering, his, you know, he's crying, his, his limbs are you know, extended, and he, he's falling around on the ground and so forth. He can't keep up with it. Hmm? So, the point is that, uh, that, uh, that this world... Hmm? We were speaking with earlier with cultural sensibilities. It's coming out of another world, hmm? so there's some semblance here, arguably, as to what that's like. Hmm? So there's no real sex here. Hmm? There's no real animals here, <laughs> right? So they've got better mosquitoes over there. They've got better mosquitoes. They don't bite. Yeah, they bite and they give some nectar. <laughs> <laughs> Give nectar. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. Right. Right. It's and Plato is 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 about as far east as you can go and still be west. Hmm? And definitely influenced by by India. And Neoplatonic ideas were coming through Europe also at a certain point. So. Again, it's going east. This is the mother of real uh, religion and experiential spirituality. Hmm? So there might not be the poisonous varieties of right. No poisonous snakes. Balaram is Ananta Sesh. He has no poison, <laughs> but he's a cobra. And he's, le- he's just making a nice bed for Vishnu to lie on. Hmm? So obviously there's limitations through language and art and whatnot that we can depict these ideas, but these these depictions have power in them. They are that and and more, something like that. So you have to be careful to think they're not the whole. Then you start examining it with your intelligence and you ask questions like Prabhupada was asked sometimes. Prabhupada, it's said that Vrindavan is this many miles wide and this many miles long, and Nanda Marsh had 900,000 cows, and I just did the math... And you couldn't fit 900,000 cows. And, and so Prabhupada said, you read too much. <laughs> Something like that. So, that, you know, it's, it's, it's a handle. And, 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 and so we agree in, in, in some senses. Yes, it's a handle. But we don't say it's a handle that then is thrown away. It's, 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 a, it's a, something to help us. It's, a, it's, a, it's 
um, it's a, it's kind of a taste, a beginning, uh, some idea hmm, of what it's like. It's like that. So if if you find that attractive, then it's that times times ten, times a million, times ten million. Hmm? It cannot be put into words. And it's, and it, of course you have to present it as it's linear and it, it's multi-dimensional and it, it's it's the experience. It, you could live in one grove forever, in one leela, in one moment of one leela forever. So, what else? Yes, Karnamrita. I was thinking, uh, you also mentioned, um, I forget who it was, but uh, it said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took two points from the different lines, mm. and then one of Bhakti Siddhanta's godbrothers said, no, they took <laughs> from Lord Chaitanya. So it's kind of like what we're talking about is the feeling of the the devotees said, that can't be the way it is, because yeah. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu really precedes all of these acharyas, so everything went right. into the time. Yeah. Let me explain that a little clearer and with the microphone so that everybody can appreciate uh, Karnamrita Prabhu's uh, point. Time to change chairs, Ma. Karnamrita. Yeah, I, I was uh, musical chairs here. Shri Pad Bhakti Vedanta Bhadut Maharaj Ki Jai. Shri Pad Bhakti Abhai Ashram Maharaj Ki Jai. The seats are here, gentlemen. So the point was that it had said we were speaking with Dr. Kapoor. I was there, one of Prabhupada's God brothers, and uh, I think it was Narasimhamaraj raised the point that that it said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took two qualities from each of the four Vaishnava Sampradayas and incorporated them into his own Sampradaya from, and I don't remember them all, uh, maybe we can, we can try, from the Madhva Sampradaya. He took the focus on deity worship and anti-Mayavad. Hmm? This is like their whole thing in one sense. And from the Nimbarka, he took the worship of Radharani. Hmm. Maybe... Hmm? Gopi Bhav. Two things. So we got... I don't know if those are the two. From Balaba Sampradaya, he took two things. Hmm. What do we find? Balaba Sampradaya. Ragmarg. I don't know. Any Ramanuja, I think Vaishnav Seva... So anyway, two things from each. Hmm? Forgive me. And so, Sharanagati from Ramanuja. Right. What do you say else? Vaishnav Seva, Sharanagati from Ramanuja. Yeah. Um, so, and so, very a very nice like Gaudiya response. He said no. Mahaprabhu did not take two things from each sampradaya. Each sampradaya took two things from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> so you know, from a time point of view, it, would, it appears well. That's not exactly right, but this is this is timeless. Hmm? So, full idea. Thank you. Full idea that is from the Chaitanya Vaishnavism. Who made this? Take the loaf. Uh huh. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> 
It's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he was told more sweetness. I see. Okay. So what else? Yes, Adnanda. Like sometimes it seems like it appears that the renunciation of a devotee like violates is like not compassionate to other people or things like that. You know, um, like when people are kissing and living their family and things like that. You know, and there's some kind of like a uh, sometimes you know it seems like. Renunciates don't understand people who are not renounced. You got that backwards. That kind of thing. So, I just need help to understand. I don't understand this, you know. Well, I think that, um, first of all, you know, the material world runs on two tracks the track of Boga and Tiag. So, enjoyment, exploitation, and renunciation. I pursue something uh, like anything, I get it, and then I become disgusted with it and I reject it. And so, we, we collect things and we throw things away. Bog and Tiag, right? These, of course, two uh, tracks of our material existence in the Shastra have been honed into paths. Hmm? The Karma Marg or Dharma Marg and 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 and, and the Gyan Marg, um, but we come to Bhakti from those two tracks, which is what it basically in its nutshell what our material life uh, consists of, mm-hmm. and we're drawn into Bhakti by the power of Sadhu Sangha, mm-hmm. and we have some capacity to understand it. It is. Uh, properly understood, anyabilashita shunyam, as you know, gyan karmadi anabritam. Hmm? So, it is unfettered by gyan and karma. Hmm? It's not, uh, like I said the other night, if you, if you, you shouldn't think that uh, this material world is horrible, I have to get out of it. You have, once, until you stop thinking that, you will never get out. This is Mahaprabhu's teaching. Mama janmani janmanishvare. He had no desire to leave the world. He had desire for bhakti. You have to come to that. So you can see. Of course, we may preach like that sometimes to motivate people. Material world's bad. You have to get out. At the preaching center that I visited, I was invited to in Virginia, there was a sign on the bathroom Material world is like a toilet. Get in and get out as soon as you can, or something like that. <laughs> Finish your business and get out, something like that. And I kind of chuckled at that. And that's a certain perspective, but it's a rather harsh and it's a rather a Gan perspective, more than a Bhakti perspective. Sometimes Prabhupada would preach like that, and you could see he could understand what would be motivating factors in our lives to compel us and, and so forth. But uh, the full, of course, he gave the full face of the teaching as well, and it comes to this that. <clears throat> As they say, Mama Janmani Janmanishwari, Babatad Bhakti Rohitaki to have no desire to get out of the world. Hmm. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. So 
while we come into bhakti from these two tracks of bhoga and tyago, karma and jnana, um, we we carry that with us to some extent. We can we can if we know it at all, the verse and the That is one thing. If we know the meaning, that is another thing. If we can apply the meaning in our life, still another thing. So we have to understand our conditioning, where we come from, and then we can understand that these things are imported into missions, for example, and and you have devotees carrying these kind of ideas. I'll give you another example. I was, this was some years ago, now I have more friends, but uh, I I met uh, a devotee from another institution, he said, oh Maharaj, I haven't seen you in so many years, and where are you now? You know, I said, well, I have an ashram in California. He said, oh, really? How many devotees are there? I said, uh, there's three. <laughs> then he, he like, he visibly became like, oh, God, I asked the rest, wrong question, didn't I? How embarrassing. Uh, how can I change the subject? Gee, I hope, you know, so his idea was, uh, it's innocent enough, his idea was, if there's something going on there, if there are people, if there are buildings, these are things in a, in a way, you know, that, that, then that's what we get on the karma marg. If we have things we think we're doing, we, we've acquired, we're doing well. Hmm? So that if you have things, if you have people, it must be working. It must be good. If you don't, there's only a few people. Ooh, I guess it's a problem. Hmm? But is it a problem spiritually? The other side is there, of course, as well. If you have nothing, if you say... Our Guru Dave lives in the in the forest in North Carolina. He only eats Tulsi leaves on a codice. Then people want to go there because this is uh, this is overt form of renunciation that is identified with spirituality, and overt form of acquisition is also something we identify with as value, as attainment. Hmm? Yeah. So we carry, we import these ideas in us, and then we understand and interpret bhakti uh, often in a largely more in a gyan type of orientation than in a karma orientation. But both things are there, and you'll see: the bigger your group gets, the more people are ready to join, and they don't really care what the leader says. First, they really care what he says, and they're not going to join unless he, you know, says it in such a way that. But after all, other people are doing it. Okay, let's go. There's people there. There's things there. there yeah. So they, so much for the big group and uh, and so forth. So we're we're influenced by these two tracks. They don't just gan karmati and abritam. It's a theory, but it doesn't happen immediately. Hmm? We are shuddha bhaktas because we we as sadhakas. That's true. Uh, shuddha bhakti is there in sadhana, and we 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 pursue that. We practice. This is our orientation. This is our goal, and so forth. But we. Should recognize our conditioning. So, with regard to the Gyanmarg and the idea of renunciation, hmm, right? It, it can be rather harsh, and that's what you're asking about. And perhaps one way to respond to you is that there, there is what I'm doing. That there are forms and ideas about it within Gaudiya Vaishnavism that are pertain more to let's say, the, the Ganmarg than they do to Bhakti. That's why I say the, the, the sannyas, for example, we mentioned this morning or the other day somewhere, yeah, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, is kind of a, kind of a sham. Yeah. Prabhupada said, other sannyasis, they won't touch money, but I say, bring it. 
like this, and he made his arms like I, like that. <laughs> so, you know what? And and to and the whole, uh, you know, it starts with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, there was a reason they took the sannyas. It was a madness hmm, for Mahaprabhu to take sannyas. He was a, loved by everyone, and he loved everyone. All of Nadia hmm, loved him. Hmm? I mean, he had everything going for him. To leave that, for us, is the idea for preaching and so forth. Um, but it was a ploy, as you know. He took sannyas that people who think, well, if you wear a saffron robe, you're important. So they'll pay attention to my message, and then I'll have a teachable moment, and I can share with them. Hmm? Otherwise, they, they, they may not take me seriously. This is, uh, this is a, just a general idea of his the background of his sannyas. So... There, it's at its foundation, the sannyas ashram in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, is kind of a, a ruse in, in, in a way. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he created a sannyas order in more modern times in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And, and it, it was at the time, Gaudiya Vaishnavism renunciates would not wear shoes and they wouldn't travel on any uh, conveyance. And he wore patent leather shoes and rode in a big car and so forth, and, and embraced uh, modernity and technology and used the, the printing press and all these, you're familiar with all these ideas. So this is Yukta Vairagya. Hmm? This is, the, the Vairagya in Bhakti is not a separate thing from Bhakti. If I love Krishna, hmm? and if I want Bhakti, then that which is not favorable for Bhakti, that which is, doesn't have anything to do with loving Krishna, then I give that up. Is that renunciation? You understand? Yeah, but no, it's really, the focus is positive, in other words. I want to love Krishna. This is not favorable to loving Krishna. Therefore, if I want to love Krishna, then I give it up. So I'm really loving Krishna. I'm not renouncing. Hmm? That just is an appearance, a byproduct. This is the, 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 the central idea. So it's a very positive type of approach. The Krishna consciousness, Gaudiya Vaishnava, is kind of the best, uh, you know, defense is a good offense kind of idea. Hmm? So by, it's, we, we, we will attain anartha nivritti by appropriately contemplating artha pravritti. Hmm? That which is, has real value and is worthy of attaining. Hmm? Some interest in that will be the most powerful thing that we can bring into our life to do away with those things in our life that are that are false values, unarthas, unwanted things, unnecessary things. Again, false values. Hmm? So, uh, therefore, Rupa Goswami is called Yukta Vairagya. He said, oh, you know, a little knowledge, a little Vairagya may be useful in the beginning for Bhakti, but only a little bit in the beginning. It means a little knowledge of the difference between matter and the body, theoretical, a little vairagya that would correspond with that, because the, the corollary of, of the knowledge of the, of, of the atma hmm, is detachment, obviously. If you understand that in pursuit of enduring happiness, uh, uh, I, I, will, I will never find it in relation to things that don't endure, hmm, then... You stop pursuing the, the temporal. So the corollary of, the, of, of knowledge is detachment. 
So he says a little bit of this may be helpful in the beginning. It's like if you had a car and the battery was stalled, so you get four or five guys to push it. Hmm? Once it starts, <laughs> they're pushing this. is useless. Hmm? Such as the engine, if you will, of bhakti hmm? and its power to, to... I mean, it has the power. You have to understand, bhakti is the essence of the sarup shakti of Bhagwan. Hmm? So... It has the power to overwhelm Krishna. What to speak of dispel the influence of the Maya Shakti. That is like a secondary thing. We don't have, the Ananda in ourselves doesn't have the capacity to do either. We cannot, on the basis of our own Ananda, dispel the influence of Maya, or to speak of overwhelm Krishna, by the ingress of Sarup Shakti, Bhakti into our lives, it becomes possible. So it's so powerful that he says, a little knowledge, a little renunciation may be useful in the beginning, but... Now, in our present society, this was spoken years ago, you know, centuries ago in India, where everybody kind of knows you're not the body and there's reincarnation, and this is, you know, at least common um, worldview type of insights. Hmm? Aside from the elders who pursue that, uh, you know, ardently and, and are successful, and it's just common understanding in our world. It's not the common understanding, so there's more of a place to speak about. There's a difference between the body and the soul. Matter, consciousness is not reducible to matter, and so forth. And it will be compelling to people. And so we we, we do that. We find Prabhupada did that to some extent, uh, to a large extent. Uh, it was one of his mantras. You know, you're not the body. And uh, it does; it is compelling, and so forth. So, but this is supposed to be a little, so a little of that in this society can be helpful. Hmm? But um, once the engine of bhakti kind of starts, then the power in that is um, far exceeds the power of such knowledge and corresponding um, renunciation, and therefore we find bhaktas interacting with the world. It's the whole principle of Krishna Leela. Uh, you know, Krishna told if you want the gopis in Gopalkapani, if you want to cross the river, just stand on the banks and say, Krishna's a brahmachari. This is after they had spent all night in Rasa with him. I thought, that's curious. Now, you know, Krishna's a brahmachari. So they did it. The river opened. They went to the other side. They asked Durvas how to get back. He said, if Krishna is a brahmachari, they asked him to explain, of course, that's Gopal Tapani. He explains, but the implication is that uh, can be fully interactive, hmm, such as the power of bhakti with the world, hmm, and uh, to excavate, in Prabhupada's language, the, 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 the material nature's connection with its source. Hmm. This is, again... The absence of the enjoying spirit. When you look at a thing as if it is to be enjoyed by you in terms of your mental conception of goods and bads and happies and sads in that small world of the mind that we live in where we are allowed to feel big, where we feel everybody else should be comfortable living within, even though it's not comfortable for us, and as unreasonable as that is. The spiritual life is supposed to come out of that that small world hmm. and find that you're small, but it's okay because there's someone who's big and he's affectionate. Hmm. So, so 
when we when we look at the world from that small world of our mind as if consciously or unconsciously is for our purpose for our we take we take the life out of it so to speak hmm? that's why the whole brajlila is, is spoken of as, as animate do you understand we'll hear tomorrow the hills started to move and dance mm-hmm. it, 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 this proper vision it turns the makes gives life to everything everything has life in relation to bhagavan when we see it independently of bhagavan or separately then it's it it has no life it's boring it 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 it, uh, it, 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 it becomes inanimate. The more we ourselves absorb ourselves in matter, the more we become matter-like and the less we matter. Hmm? The, the Maya Shakti suppresses the will of the Jiva. The Sarup Shakti facilitates the will of the Jiva. You, you study the Leela. You say, in Leela, everyone has, there's no desire there's all kinds of desires. One cowherd likes mangoes. Another one likes bananas. Hmm? What about that? One gopi likes this. One gopi likes that. They have desires. Krishna wants this. And somebody else wants that. Krishna wants to steal butter and yogurt. Mother Yashoda wants to tie him up. How is it that they are only have desire to please Krishna? <laughs> to serve Krishna. This is the nature of rasa. Hmm? What does it mean, rasa? Are they just automatons? Just a bunch of people do whatever Krishna wants? No. If you have a friend, what does it mean to be a friend? Hmm? A friend has to say, I don't think you should do it like that. This is friendship. Hmm? So there's diversity there. It means the sarup shakti is facilitating the will. The jiva is a unit of will. Independence. Hmm? Freedom. Hmm? And all of that is pleasing to Krishna. Therefore, when Mother Yasoda ties Krishna, it's very pleasing to him. He likes that more than the the praise from the you know from the Purusha Shukta you know at a distance with folded hands. He likes to be tied by Mother Yasoda and chastised with the with the stick and, and so forth. So Sarup Shakti is facilitating the will of the jiva. Therefore, in Bhav, as we the Sutra Fourth Adhyay. Where that prayogen is discussed, of course, is all very clearly presented. Mm-hmm. Even Nimbark Sampradaya, same commentary as Baladev and Govindabhasha. By the influence of Bob, he creates a family. Hmm? Means this is this is this is a meditative body, Suddha It's a meditative body. Hmm? It's a bhava deha. That that is the ingress of Sarup Shakti, and with that ingress, then, that, like Bhagwan is such a sankalpa. Whatever he wants, it happens. So it becomes like that. And there's Leela Seva. And then a Leela, there's a Leela with you in it. And you are creating it, so to speak. Hmm? Of course, as a result of the ingress of Bhava. Hmm? And it's all within the parameters of, of the. That what constitutes bhakti and the sarup shakti and so forth. A, there is a tattva, I mean to say, to rasa. It's not just anything and everything. Hmm? Uh, but the, conversely, as I say, the influence of, of material nature, it suppresses the will. We become more and more like, like matter. Hmm? Uh, so the serving spirit 
it, it animates the world. It, 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 it brings out possibilities that you didn't, you didn't know were there. Hmm? It's excavating the connection of all things with Bhagwan. So this is, this is uh, bhakti, I want to say. This is very, very powerful. And renunciation of the world, leaving aside, that is to say, things or ideas that are not favorable to bhakti, this is just a natural uh, byproduct. That's why we say that vairagya in Gaudiya Vaishnava, it's another translation of vairagya. Vairagya means vairag. Vairag. Rag means attachment. Vai means a special kind of attachment. Hmm? This is vairagya of Gaudiya Vaishnava. A special kind of attachment. Hmm? Because rag is, on a, is, is, is a problem. <laughs> attachment is the whole problem from the Gyan Marg perspective. Hmm? Right? You're attached to things that aren't yours. You can't keep them. Death is a problem. If you have no attachment, then it's not a problem. Sukadeva was naked. He solved the death problem. Hmm? He, he had no attachment even to clothes. So, <laughs> so he was overtly... He uh, uh, answer, in, in a sense, to the question of the Raj. Hmm? What to do at the time of death? How to deal with what is, what is death? Hmm? The answer, of course, is what a life. He's teach, he had that background. I mean, there's a reason, of course, that he's naked in 16. It's saying what we're talking about here, this bhakti that looks like this world, it's not. Otherwise, why, why Sukadeva was interested? Itambuta gunohari. Such are the qualities of Bhagavan. Atmanamas chamunayo negrantapi rukrame. Such is the nature of bhakti. Such are the nature of the qualities of Krishna. Hmm? They're attractive even to those who have no attachment to the world. Hmm? So it's a vairagya, a special kind of attachment. Hmm? It's, the, it's, the, it's the good offense that, what is it? The, the offense that makes the best defense. If you want to defend against the influence of maya, hmm? this is the way. You can dig a hole, as I sometimes say, and bury all of your desires there. Hmm? Cover it up, but you might come back and something's growing again. Hmm? This is bhakti: is build a hole, throw everything in, then build a temple on top of it. Hmm? Nothing's coming up again. Dance in the temple of Radha and Krishna. Hmm? Build a temple in your heart. This idea, hmm? and you don't need a lot of people for that. <laughs> and you certainly don't need to be renounced because you need all kinds of things. Hmm? Right? You need all kinds of things for serving Krishna. Hmm? You have to do it right. Like that sage who was meditating on offering the sweet rice and going to the Jamuna and with golden pots and bringing the water and boiling it and offering it, making sweet rice from the milk and then testing it in his meditation. Is it hot? Is it cooled down enough? Then one day his finger burnt. He woke up from his trance. Uh, he could understand. This is a meditative reality, you see. Hmm? Subjective reality. And it's real. People say, well, that's only in your mind. You say, only? Only in the mind. And this is, of course, we're talking about a meditative mind, which ultimately means suda sattva viseshatma prema suyamsu samyabhak uchibis chitamashrina this... Mind overridden by by, by bhav, by by sat by by some bit 
Ladini, a particular combination of knowing, I know I am the friend of Krishna, and a corresponding Ananda or Ladini. Hmm? According to the sentiment, according to the knowing, which is also kind of an unknowing. Hmm? I don't know that Krishna is God. I know him as my lover. I know him as my friend. There's a corresponding Ananda. Hmm? And then development of the stai, sneha, pranai, sneha, man, pranai, rag, bhava, For different sentiments, it will go to a different extents. This will, will develop. So, this is a very kind of special kind of attachment to Krishna. Hmm? It's very special, even, even from the perspective of Vaikuntha, which is attainable by bhakti, of course. Hmm? It's, a, it's a land of bhakti. It's very special. The word rag is 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 is, is, is it, there is a there is a there is a minus of prem. One of the characteristics of prem is minus. Is he's mine? He's one of ours. Hmm? Krishna is a brajbasi. I'm a brajbasi. He's. Hmm? This is what Prabhupada wanted to convey, in my opinion, when he named his deity in in in, in London, London Ishwar that the people would think, he's ours. Hmm? You understand? He's ours. Hasn't happened yet. Not, Parliament hasn't agreed. He's ours. <laughs> he belongs to us. Hmm. This this is feeling of prem. And rag, attachment, well, you're attached, you, 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 you act in ways that are unbecoming. Right? That's the whole brajali, that they're acting with God in ways that are unbecoming. He's God. You can't act with him like that, it will be thought, from the Vaikuntha perspective. Hmm? It's shocking, wrestling him to the ground, hmm? telling him, no, you can't come and see our mistress at this time. Come at another time. Hmm? As may be the case. So, Or the very idea of lolium or loba, it it carries with it a negative connotation. Greed is unbecoming. They have greed for Bhagavan, and they act with him in ways that are unbecoming. It would it would appear. So this is a very special kind of rag, by rag. Hmm? This is our what is by ragya in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Yukta hmm? by ragya, and and as I say, a very special kind of by rag. But 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 also then, of course, your point is well. You're saying some devotees they they seem rather harsh, or even the idea of taking sannyas seems rather harsh. What about your friends? Yeah, talk to the people of Navadweep. It's very harsh. Hmm? You think they like that sannyas, Lilo Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? My godbrother Gurukripa Marsh, he had little deities of Gornitai. Hmm? One day he dressed them like sannyasis with platinum dundas, and he used to do that. It's quite a character in his worship. And so I had a little Gornatite that they probably told me to take and travel with. I still have them, of course. And um, so I talked to Prabhupada. I said, I, you know, Guru Kripa, I saw that he dressed his deities like, like sannyasis. I'd never seen that before. And I was curious about that. And uh, I kind of didn't like it. But So Prabhupada said, no, we don't like that. So I was happy to hear that. He said, he, he said that is why Nityananda Prabhu broke the dunda of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We are not. We don't like the sannyas lila. He was uh, suddenly he was very much absorbed in 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 in, in the madhurya of of nadia. Hmm? The sannyas lila is so uh, compelling. 
and instructive to us, out of which Gaudiya Vaishnavism has come in one sense, in a formal sense. The, 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 the Goswamis were empowered, educated by Mahaprabhu, empowered to write books and so on and so forth, and the, uh, the teachings were uh, were uh, you know, put together in a, in a coherent way and so forth. Outside of the madness of Nityananda, Navadvi, Bajagauranga, Kahagauranga, Lahagauranga, Namore, Ejanagauranga, Bajase, Amat, Pranre. Whoever worships God or chants his name, uh, I give my life to him. People, people would say, I want, his, I, want, I want his life in my life. He's an extraordinary person. But this is all kind of madness. There's no, Nityananda's not writing a book to explain why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna. He just says he is. And at the force of his enthusiasm, Bodhivashtana is percolating and starting. Mahaprabhu concerned to take sannyasa to educate the Goswamis right about this. Otherwise, people will think Nityananda is mad and no one will listen to him. And if no one pays attention to Nityananda, everything is lost. Hmm? You see, he, he's not to be taken out of the picture in any way. Hmm? The Goswamis are writing in order to make Nityananda look at, at, at who he is, really, not properly understood. In one sense, as I'm explaining, misunderstanding him, then everything will be lost. Hmm? Such is his position. One day, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityanando Sohodito Gurudai Pushpabanto Chitro Sangdo Tamonudo. So, Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Prabhupada said, we don't like to think of him as a sannyasi. We like to think of him in Navadri. Hmm. Therefore, Nityananda Prabhu broke his danda. Hmm. He said, very, very, very nice hmm. idea. We draw from the sannyas lila so much, but the sannyas lila is there to teach us how to enter into the Navadri lila, how to enter into the courtyard of Shiva's Thakur and have eligibility for that Rasakirtan. Hmm? That is Gupta Vrindavan. Hmm? That is the lotus within the lotus, the Sveta Dweep of, of Gokul. Hmm? Like I said, if you look at Krishna, look again, look closely, you see, oh, there's someone else there, too. Radha, Prabhupada wrote, who is that girl standing next to him in his Krishna book? Hmm? Krishna, who is that girl standing next to him? Then you look closer, closer, then you see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Radha Krishna, Nahayanya, hmm? uh, Mahabhav. What is it? Hmm? Mahabhav, Rasaraj Mahabhav, Duyekrupa, hmm? and Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna, Nahayanya, Rupanuga, Janir Jivan. This is the life of the Gaudiya people. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. Hmm? So, to foster their union, hmm? there's sannyasas for that. What kind of sannyas is that? To foster the relationship of a young couple. Hmm? So, it's a very... It's a, Mahaprabhu, and Mahaprabhu took sannyas. It's very it's very artificial. He left the Navadvi. People seem very harsh. Of course, what? He told Vishnu Devi in this Leela... We 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 are, we are born to cry. Hmm? So Maya Mukda, 
for the for the, those bewildered by Maya, he chased after them. He entered the forest to chase after them. So the Sannyas Leela is dear to us, but there's, as I said, progress will involve acceptance and elimination. When you can eliminate the, the, the Sannyas Leela of Mahaprabhu from your bhajan, <laughs> then where will you be? Hmm? You think? How would I? Why would I, why would I want to? Eliminate that. Having understood that, having accumulated what the lesson, uh, learned the lesson of that, imbibed that, hmm? then you can feel like a like a like a like a uh, Namadipasi, like a Brajbasi. It's the same thing. Who Krishna going to Mathura, Mahaprabhu taking sannyas. This is the parallel courses, you know. Hmm? You see, we have some growth to make <laughs> in our bhajan. We have to grow. Hmm. Such things will be rejected. The sannyas lila, what? And so many chapters, Madhya lila, <laughs> in the Rathiyatra pastimes. You know, there's a little okay, okay, it's a little something. The Rajabasis, the Navadibasis can come for Rathiyatra. Some of them. Hmm. So, yes, the sannyas is very harsh. I agree. Uh, that is our teaching. So, but still, for teaching, Mahaprabhu did that. Hmm? And what is the teaching with regard to detachment? Properly understood, detachment in the ordinary sense of the term, vairagya, is the first step in loving. Hmm? You know, if you're too close to a person, then you can't see them objectively, right? Hmm? Yeah, you have to step back. If you're, in other words, if you're attached, then your your attachments will not allow you to give an object, have an objective perspective. So to step back, just one step, this is Gaudiya Vaishnava, one step back to look and see objectively, and then step back into the world and embrace everything hmm? from a different vantage point. Hmm? Not that you are the enjoyer, but that you are the servant, and everything is a manifestation of Bhagavan to be served. Hmm? Everything in my gurus everywhere, the trees, the, the rivers, hmm? all teaching me. Hmm? From the rising and the setting of the sun, we are, we're not just gratifying our eyes, but by the beauty, but the profound. It, it's, it's taking away the life hmm? of everyone, except those uttamasloka vartaya. Hmm? We're always chanting about Krishna, always talking about Krishna. Hmm. So it's not... It, 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 uh, some place for Bhairagya is if you step back hmm, one step, you can see objectively, then you can go forward and embrace. Otherwise, our attachment to one another, materially speaking, it's a problem for loving. It's an appearance of loving. Hmm? And that's a hard teaching. Understandably, there is an appearance of love, but even psychologically now, so many people speak about it. Hmm? Even psychologically, you are taught in the modern world that it, the worst position from which to pursue a relationship is one of need, hmm? because really relationships are about giving, making room for the other, and sacrificing, and, and, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Uh, so, so to, to to 
to, to step back that I might see you for what you are and relate to you in terms of what you really are rather than what I think you are, blurred as my vision is by attachment to you. Hmm? That you are an object for my fulfillment, for my purpose, and my means this world of the mind. Of course, this is, this is gyan. I mean, this is, and, but that gyan is part of bhakti also. I mean, it's not, but it's not part of bhakti. It's the lower end, but it has its place. It needs to be discussed, and uh, these kind of basic points have to be made. But in the context of doing that, what we want to say is the vairagya, in the, in, the, in the ordinary sense of the term that we find within the context of bhakti, arrived at through bhakti, as I've explained, is, in one sense, the first step of loving people that you're close to. It just happens to be one step backwards first before going forward. Hmm? But it's not just that you just keep pedaling backwards like a jnani and you have nothing to do with, with um, anybody. No, in, by, in jnanmarg, we progress by bairagya, by detachment. And in bhakti marg, we progress by what? By sangha, yeah. By attachment. Hmm? By sangha. Hmm. So it has to be properly understood. And I think that there, as I say, people enter into bhakti from influence of the world, and so they may carry conceptions like uh, from the gyan marg. And then you find you'll find devotees really emphasizing extremes of fasting and uh, or whatever, so many things. Sleeping less, eating less, hmm. may have its place, but it's not an anga of bhakti to sleep less or eat less. Hmm. Indeed, it's more of an anga of bhakti to eat, eat more. Of course, it's honoring prasad, it's not eating at all, but that's another thing. Hmm. So I think that maybe it's misrepresented and misunderstood and you have kind of a gyan orientation towards bhakti that sometimes comes through with a certain emphasis. Certain things stick out to such a person in the bhakti shastras and they make that the center focus, hmm? the gyan side, if you will. And then it becomes a little out of balance and it starts, bhakti starts to look harsh hmm? when it's not. It's very soft. Soft it is, but it's still it is a spiritual path, mm-hmm. and it does it it does involve detachment, of course, arrived at through attachment through Krishna, and through sadhusanga and so forth. But it, 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 that it, you can't get away from the fact that we are that there's a difference between consciousness and matter, and attachment to matter is a problem, mm-hmm. and so sometimes we have to make make the point, mm-hmm. and so. Someone it may be useful for someone to be in the sannyas ashram. Hmm? We found it has utility, hmm? and it applies for everyone, for that matter, even householder life. It it it, it shows up. You, you 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 we all do it. We all any 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 basic spiritual sensibility on some level you're detaching or teaching about it. Does that help to answer your question? Yes. Okay. Yes. Clarify, you know, when you're talking about the Sanyas Lila, um, I was just the past times, like in the Marjo Lila and the Bianchi Lila, past times are considered something else. Full of Aishwarya. 
Very little intimacy. Only a couple people with him. Not everybody. His uh, ecstasy that is distancing people. How can you get close to him? Hmm? His sannyas is creating a distance that's not present in Navadweep. In Navadweep, everyone is the Mahabharu is the friend of everyone. Hmm? Master friend, like Guru. Hmm? Vishram Bena Guru Seva. They are all doing Vishram Bena Guru Seva Tum Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Affectionate service, servitude with a little bit of friendship. Hmm? Intimately. Going to the Kirtan with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the house of Sri Vastakura. Hmm? It's Dasya Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but a special kind of Dasya Bhakti. But there, there he is, Nimai Pandit. Hmm? There he is, Vishwambar. Hmm? His name is repeatedly used by Vrindavanas. Vishwambar, Vishwambar, Vishwambar. Hmm? Not Sri Krishna Chaitanya. <coughs> Whoa. That's like back up. The sannyas is, is, is the Aishvarya of both Gyan and Vairagya. Gyan and Vairagya, two of the six uh, opulences, right? Hmm. All of which are found in Bhagavan. So it's very much prominent, pronounced in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Sanyas Lila. And then in Anti Lila, all of his ecstasies. I mean, it's not that we don't aren't to learn something from that. We are. But people can't get close to him. It's a problem. If he's your friend and suddenly he's like he can't talk anymore, you can't sit around with him and, you know, and go on Sankirtan. Hmm? And along the bank of the Ganges and into the town of Nadia, hmm? and, ent- and, and enter into every house, every house opened for the Sankirtan party, and crossing the Ganga in the late afternoon, hmm? following the cows, swimming across the Ganga, coming back to the other side to enter into Mayapur, and quickly go and come back, Mahaprabhu's making the offering, hmm? cooked by Vishnu Priya to the deity at home, and then now we go out for the night hmm? to Shiva Sangam into the wee hours, and we perform kirtan. This isn't, you cannot do this in Antilila of Mahaprabhu in, 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 in Jagannath Puri. <laughs> what is the position of all those friends? They, they, they're, they're just, they can't get close to him. So yes, Rupa is there, Ramananda, helping him. What? Helping him helping him to enter into that which he's teaching us, giving us access to, which is already there in the beginning of the Leela in one sense. Hmm? He's coming out to teach it. He wouldn't let anybody in, just every, anybody. He's coming out to show the way. Hmm. Now we think, yeah, Auntie Leela is the highest thing. Now, Nadia, that's, this is the highest thing. This is the, this is the parallel with Vrindavan. Hmm? Where is the Jagannath Puri Lila in Golok? Maybe some outskirts, some part of it, on some outer petal of the lotus of the Goloka. Hmm? Jagannath Puri is 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 Dwarka, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a head-on train crash with the Vrindavan conception. Hmm? Krishna and Dwarka hearing about the Vrindavan Lila and such transformations. It's, it's a very, of course, it's very central hmm, to the teaching. 
so much. What is the teaching, though? Murman Vrindavan. Radharani is speaking through the mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Rathiyatra. My mind is Vrindavan. You have to plant your feet there. Hmm? I'm not going with you anywhere else. I can't. No. Hmm? So. There is separation. That is the way. Separation is the way. Utkantita, Puvarag. That will be experienced in a Siddhadeha, Puvarag in Madhuri or an Utkantita, parallel in Sakiras or Dasiras. Hmm. I saw, I heard his picture. I saw his picture. I heard his name. I fell in love with him. Have not met him yet, something like that. No? That is the, it's the, through the low tide hmm, of separation, we will enter the high tide of, of union. So it's teaching, it's the way, yeah. I'm talking about the goal. The way is one thing, the goal is another. Hmm? They're both bhakti. Hmm? But in Navadvip, nobody wants Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to go to Puri, and nobody wants Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to take sannyas and cut his hair. Hmm? And, and 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 embrace all those austerities of carrying a stick around everywhere. Hmm? the group forcefully broke it, threw it in the river. Hmm? This is Radha and Krishna. Krishna is a supreme enjoyer. Hmm? He's going to carry a staff. I mean, you know, it's a it's supposed to be an austerity, and you're supposed to be chastising the body, the mind, the words by. We have only not allowing them to uh, uh, to interact with uh, uh, materially, but only spiritually. Hmm? It's not for hitting other people. <laughs> it's the thunder is for hitting yourself. <laughs> that should be taught. Hmm? I, I'm still, I guess, I, you know, that Lord Chaitanya comes, you know, his whole esoteric reason for coming is to taste the Bhagavadam. He doesn't do that until... Yeah, you know, the final yeah, he, he doesn't do that in one sense. <laughs> Everything is there in Sri Vasangam. Everything is there. He teaches how to do that. In, a, in one sense, apparently, he's, be, he's become successful, and that's how the teaching goes. But everything is there in Navadvip. What is Navadvip? Navadvip is Vrindavan. They are non different. Navadvip is the goal, not to stay in Jagannath Puri. Who, you won't have, even have his darshan. Hmm? You'll be locked up in a room. I mean, much to be learned from that. And we should study it and so forth. <laughs> Learn the lessons. But the goal is Navadvip. Hmm? There's no difference between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is going to take sannyas and Krishna going to Mathura and Dwarka, except that we can learn so much more from it. The whole Dwarka and Mathura Leela, if you understand it properly, Read Vidagda uh, Madhava, Lalita Madhava, and understand it. It's all reflecting back on Vrindavan, Leela. Hmm? Marjorie, you had a comment? Oh, no, I was just thinking about one verse in uh, Chichen Charitamrita. Um, I don't know if I have it exactly correct, but it's something to the effect that. Uh, Gorangajan Paragya Pradhan Yahadeki Tari Priti Gora Bhagavan. Remember? 
is saying that Mahaprabhu's devotees, their bhakti is um, predominated by detachment or virag. And when Mahaprabhu sees this, he, he becomes very happy. So, of course, Maharaj is saying bhakti is always pre- predominant. But when he saw Raghunath Das eating the rejected remnants they gave to the cows, which the cows even rejected, then he snuck up behind him and grabbed a piece and said, oh, this is nectar. <laughs> so, it naturally develops, like you were saying, in the, in the highest stages. In the context of bhakti, very quickly, jnana and vairagya will come, hmm? like maidservants. So you have to assess your bhakti in this way, and that's in a sense what Marsh is, is saying and by citing. The bhakti will be assessed by how quickly jnana and vairagya are coming. That, that, that'll come first before uh, bhav, ecstasy. Hmm? So we should, these they will come quickly, so we can understand about what, how, what is my bhakti, how 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 ardent is my bhakti, how, how much am I uh, absorbed? Hmm? If gyan and bhairagya are not showing, hmm? that will come first quickly. Ashu janiyati ashu bhairagyam gyanam jayadohi to come. Bhakti, the main thing, these things are there, like maidservants of the queen, of the bride. Mm-hmm. So they should come in as well. When Mahabharata would see, they would come in as devotees. Think, oh, they're doing bhakti nicely. Everything else will come. Mm-hmm. So, what else? What's the time now? What's the status of the prashad? Huh? Just now coming. That's a very good answer. Okay. So Guru Maharaj, can you talk about, like, when we approach bhakti, are we supposed to stop engaging our material propensities? And if that's the case, we can't have everyone become detached from Dharma. As you say, also, we need lots of things to serve Krishna. We need pots, we need temples, we need all kinds of different things like you said, so we can't have everyone be detached. We kind of need people who to approach Bhakti to come to where we can feel. Mm. Varnashram is about material propensities. Hmm. Right? Varnashram is about material propensities. Do we want to foster a such an identity? This is the problem. <laughs> but bhakti is very powerful. So, in the context of bhakti, then we may engage our material propensities, which would, which are our material identity. Hmm? You understand? In a way that that material identity will unwind, unra- unravel. Hmm? So, yes, there's a place for that. And under the guidance of the acharya, then we can... It's, it, and it's just common sense also. If we, will, if we want to engage people in a, in a way other than hearing and chanting, which was the idea of Bhakti Sanatha Sarasitakura, to 
create a full spectrum of human engagement, hmm, then uh, we'll naturally engage people in bhakti according to their, in consideration of their temperament, disposition, their physio-psychological makeup, the net result of which will be not to foster the physio-psychological illusory makeup, but to unravel it. And so the unraveling will come by way of, in the sense of experience, by way of experiencing that I'm liking bhakti more than any particular... I, I, I really... Gurumar said, and in and and we need a mechanic, and and you're a mechanic. And the guy said, I found my place. I'm Krishna's mechanic. And uh, so, <laughs> but after a while, it was an interesting comment Prabhupada once made about Swami Satchidananda. You know, of the integral yoga. He's got this place, Yogaville, because he heard that he he had he liked to tinker with cars. Hmm? Swami Satchidananda liked to tinker with cars. And engines and gadgets and things like that. He had to, and uh, once when Prophet heard about that, he said, "Oh, he st- he hasn't he hasn't he's still doing that, huh? He hasn't like lost interest in that." And Prophet was just like thinking to himself a little about that out loud. I took note of that. Hmm? So the point is that that in, that the, 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 that that, un- that should unravel hmm? in time. Hmm? I need like what a. Like a, we need love of Krishna. We need love of Krishna. <laughs> Being in the world as you are now, some people have to be engaged in materially and things that they're good at. So maybe divine by the leader or I don't know, kind of speculation. Some people have to do that. Yeah, no, no we, 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 yes, bhakti is very user-friendly. So people will have... Um, material desires even, and they can be, to use Prabhupada's language, dovetailed in Krishna's service. Brahma's a good example. He wanted to create the world. Hmm? He prayed that I would do so in such a way that I'll not become entangled. Hmm? Krishna made the arrangement that he could do it in such a way as to become disentangled at the same time. Hmm? So, we will try to exploit your propensities. That's all right. That's all right. Radisham Das Kijaya. Yeah. Yes, Vrindaranya. Um, I just wanted to make another point that also by Radhya's time he's engaging in what appear to be some activities. So it's not that if you um, get by uh, Radhya through your bhakti that you're going to stop doing everything. You, you know, might do all kinds of things that, like, uh, very nice point. Yeah. Very true. What else? One last question before Prashad. What about grandfather Vishnu? He, he, uh, <coughs> he speak a little bit about 
about grandfather Bhishma. <laughs> 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 Shall I recite the Bhishma Parva of the Mahabharata, where the Gita is found? What what particular point is, brings that to your mind? Well, I was thinking you were talking about Florian Varalpati. The Roshanta Rosh, for instance, is not really what I Oh well, Bhishma's in Dasiras. He's he's he's. That's the nature of play in drama. There have to be some bad guys, but they're really good guys. Um, uh, in Krishna Leela. So, in order to, to bring out so many points and so many tastes, then there has to be that kind of variety. He was His ambition was not to fight with Krishna at all. He was on the other side by force of circumstances, but his desire was not to fight with Krishna. But, he, but he, what he wanted to do in terms of fighting with Krishna, he wanted to fight with Krishna at a certain point for a certain reason, which is the real, the, the essence, in one sense, of the Mahabharata and the Gita. He wanted to fight with Krishna. Really, he wanted to fight with Arjuna, which means to fight with Krishna. Hmm? If you want to fight with Arjuna, you're fighting with Krishna. But as you know, Krishna had taken a vow not to fight. Hmm? So Bhishma wanted to fight with Krishna through Arjuna in such a way, and to such thank you, into to, to such an extent hmm, that Krishna would break his promise to Duryodhana not to fight, not to carry any, raise any weapon, and, and, to, and to do so in order to protect Arjuna, because Arjuna was going to go down. That was the conviction of, of Bhishma. I'm going to bring him down, and of course, and that, that's going to bring Krishna out, and Krishna's going to break his promise, and he's going to show that, that I might promise, but you can't count on me, unless I make a promise to a devotee. That you can count on. Hmm? That's why Arjuna hesitated for a moment huh? when Krishna said, You know this in Bhagavad Gita. And I promise you, because you are my dear friend, hmm? if you just do this, love me, then everything. But you don't keep your promises. But the devotees, I always keep my promises. That's the fact. So he broke his promise. He lifted the chariot wheel. He attacked Bhishma. Bhishma said, that's it. I'm, my, my, my life is perfect now. I've seen Bhaktavatsal. And I've made it known in the world in such a big way. Here it is. The Mahabharata. The world war is going on. And this is a central stage. You know, the Mahabharata's been building up with romance and intrigue and politics and building up to this war. Is it going to happen or is they going to settle it by diplomacy? Let's, you know, check the, what does it say today on the internet? You know, are they going to drop the bombs or are they going to, how is it going to, so everybody's on the edge of their seat and the war is going to happen and then, of course, Bhagavad Gita has spoken. They got everybody's attention but Bhagavad Gita comes in the Bhishma Parva where all this takes place. And in a in a bigger way, the whole chapter re- repeats the message of the Gita. Hmm? Krishna, subordinate to his devotees, overwhelmed by by love. So Bhishma wanted to show that the affection of Krishna for his devotees rules over everything. Hmm? This was Bhish, Bhish, Bhishma's ideal. To see this 
to demonstrate this, to, to see it practically in his life. He didn't want to fight with Krishna. Hmm? That's something about Bhishma. Does that help? Mahajan Bhishma Devji ki jai, Mahaprasad ki jai. Oh, Premanandi.